from Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome to Fearfully and Wonderfully Me, a podcast for women on leadership and life skills with Rhea Story. Rhea shares powerful life and leadership principles, helping you maximize your potential and become the woman God created you to be. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode on what I'm reading now. I always do, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know I always do a best books of the year uh, summary podcast at the end of the year where I talk about the books that really stand out from my reading. And that's a, a for a couple of, one of my favorite podcasts to do, honestly. But for a couple of reasons, I do that podcast specifically because, number one, I read a, a ton of books. And and I recognize everyone's busy, and so I love to just kind of give you a summary of some of the the best books that stood out to me over the years. So if you're like, hey, I want to put that on my reading list, right? So maybe I can um, help pass along some inti- insights or shorten someone else's journey by saying, hey, this was really good. I found some value in that. You might want to check it out. But um, I wanted to just kind of do a, a little mini podcast of what I'm reading right now because why wait to get to the end of the year to give you some some of the cool things that I'm reading and what I'm learning? And I always love to just be that river, right? Passing along some knowledge. And so I've read a couple of things lately that have just kind of stood out. And there again, I want to just pass those on and share them. And why wait to the end of the year to do that when we can do that right now? So wanted to just share with you a couple of the books that have stood out um, lately. Um, one of the ones I just finished was Find Your Yellow Tux by Jesse Cole. And, you know, what I loved about this book was his approach to standing out. And, you know, he really has some insights on how you can do that and achieve what you want to in your life and how to kind of get reignited, um, re-excited and kind of break the mold and, you know, finding joy and success. And so there were some good um, quotes and things like that and just some good reminders. No super aha moments that stood out for me, but um, that's not that's not uh, dissing the book. It, it just really was he's talking about some good solid principles. So some great reminders, um, but no necessarily good light bulb moments. But I had a couple of things that I dog-eared in the book that I wanted to share. One of them I really found cool was where he talks about a book called Work, Worth Doing Wrong by Arnie Malham. And he's sharing in this um, book that he read, or he's talking about this book that he read, and he's really a huge advocate of reading tons of books. So I loved that about what he says. I mean, in every chapter, he finishes the chapter with, here's some more reading on this subject. So I really loved that, snagged a couple of those for my future reading list. And so he's talking about this book called Worth Doing Wrong, which I have not read, but Um, He And I'm going to quote here from the book. He says, Arnie Malham shares how he started a book club at his advertising agency in Nashville. And he would pay his employees to read 25, 50, or 75, sometimes even $100 a book. And not only did he see a dramatic improvement in both employee culture and performance, he also got to watch his employees fall in love with reading. And so I love that. He calls it Um, the Better Book Club. So Arnie's Better Book Club grew from there and he's invested um, almost $100,000 into his employees through the reading program. And it just became such an important part of the business that he began spreading it to other companies. So I love that. And one of the main reasons I love it is Mac and I talk about 
when it comes to growth, personal growth, professional growth, leadership development, one of the best tools for that is reading, right? Doing what we call the book studies. And, you know, we travel all over the country and just encourage people to set a small goal for reading because you don't have to read all day, but you, if you read every day, you can benefit enormously because it's just that little, you know, if you just learn one little thing every single day, think how much differently you would think about things. If you just knew 365 different new things between today and this day next year, how much different would that affect your thoughts? There's no doubt that you would be at a different level of awareness if you just learn one thing every single day, right? And then compound that over years and decades of your life. And you can change so much about your life that you, you can't even dream about all of the, the places you can go and what you can do and how you can affect your circumstances. But you do have to be intentional about developing yourself. That's not going to happen by accident. And so there again, I, I come back to it over and over again, but be intentional about your personal growth plan, your reading plan, if you're not a big reader, maybe it's a podcast like this one or an audio book, but you have to find a way to grow. And so I loved um, the Find Your Yellow Tux book. And one of the reasons I loved it was he's talking about the Better Book Club and, you know, how he just um, has found so much value himself personally and professionally in reading. And so he's encouraging others to do that. And so, you know, I really loved that and appreciated that concept. So something else that stood out to me in this book, um, and I touched on this in a previous podcast where I was talking about um, from uh, one of the chapters on my book, Leadership Gems for Women. But what I loved, the other thing that I dog-eared in this book um, by Jesse Cole is no resumes. He is an advocate. In fact, he says, I don't look at any resumes. I've never seen any of my staff resumes and they know it. And I'm going to quote here from the book. I'll just share this little section with you. He says, our philosophy comes down to this. We don't care what our future staff did in the past. We only care that they're fun, they fit into our culture, and they're excited to learn and contribute. Resumes don't tell you that, but you can figure out pretty quickly by striking up a conversation or watching how they interact with others. And I love that because Mac and I talk about so much, so often, that character and competency thing, right? Competency is the resume, what you've done, the skills, the experience. But so often people get hired for what they know and fired for who they are, right? And so as a leader, it's really critical for us to, to focus on the character side of things. And this doesn't just apply to you in the professional environment. If you are in a professional position of authority and you have people reporting to you, absolutely, you should be recruiting your team members based on character. You can teach them the competency and that will that will take you miles and light years ahead of anything that would focus on just the competency, right? Because it's who we are as a person. It's how we do what we do. Whether somebody fits into your culture and your team and your department is going to be much more about who they are as a person than how type, how fast they can type, right? But this also applies at a personal level, right? I guarantee you, even if you haven't thought about it, you are, when your kids are young and you're, you're figuring out who they can have play dates with, 
you're consciously or subconsciously thinking, mm, I don't like the way little so-and-so acts when he's, you know, on the playground, right? Maybe he goes around hitting people or taking everybody's toys. And, and I don't want my kid around that because that might, you know, cause some behaviors in them like that. And so I'm just not going to encourage them to play together, right? Consciously or subconsciously, you are thinking about that and who you want to be around your kids. And it's much more about whether that kid is treating other kids fairly or how they're acting than if they know how to read yet or not. I guarantee you. And I mean, you think about this from your personal perspective too. Your relationships, your friendships, who you're having coffee with on Saturday afternoon is much more about who the person is and do we have shared values, right? Character instead of competency. So I loved that. Um, so it was a good read. It was a fun read. The book was neat. Learned a lot about the Savannah Bananas, which I had never heard about prior to someone giving us a copy of the book. Um, and so it was kind of kind of cool to read that. And, and just there again, some really great reminders of some really solid principles. All right. Um, another book that I'm, I'm just, I haven't finished this one yet. I'm still in it is Napoleon Hill's How to Own Your Own Mind. And this one actually is, one of the chapters in here is dedicated to his interview notes where Napoleon Hill interviewed Andrew Carnegie um, so long ago. And you actually get to read just, you know, the actual transcription of the interview. So that's kind of cool in and of itself. But a lot of the principles that he shares in this book became the foundation for his book, uh, Think and Grow Rich, which is pretty well known. Um, I don't think that this book was as popular because I think it was released um, not too long ago, actually. And so even though it may be some of the material and his insights in this book predated Think and Grow Rich, I don't think it was released until n not too long ago. And so obviously it hasn't had as much time and, and exposure. Um, but I loved uh, one of the things in this book was the drivers of emotion and the the reasons for behavior, um, where he talks about the nine different basic reasons for why we do things. Um, that was pretty insightful and, and why and how we should examine our behavior and how really to think about our thoughts in a way that allows us to achieve our goals. So some really great insights in that. Now, anytime you're reading a book that was written, you know, so, so, so long ago, it does take a little bit of deciphering, a little bit of digging. It's not written in today's words and today's language. So you definitely have to, to chew on this one a little bit, um, but some really powerful concepts in there. Um, one of the books I'm excited to read, I actually just only started it and you guys know, or maybe you don't know, but I tend to be like a, um, I don't even know if there's a word for it, but I tend to read like eight books at one time at any given time. I have, um, three or four books here on my desk, actual physical books, either books someone gave me or I picked up, um, at the store. And sometimes if it's a really great book and maybe I read the electronic version, then I go on and order uh, the hard copy because I really like to put my hands on it and underline it and, you know, dog ear the pages and go back to it. But so if I've at any one given time, I've got three or four physical books sitting here on my desk, on my bookshelf. And then I've also got like 10 books, at least 10 books downloaded on my Kindle. And you know, honestly, one of the best places for me to read is an airplane because, you know, when you dig into a, a really great book on an airplane, 
you know, just put your Kindle in airplane mode. And what I love about the Kindle, um, I can just highlight any quotes or, or thoughts or anything like that. And then all of those automatically go into one little file on my Kindle that says, I think it's like my clippings or something like that. Um, and I love that because it gives me a great way to refer back to that afterward and pull the quotes or the insights or the nuggets. So love being able to run through um, books on Kindle really quickly. And then there again, if it's something that's really meaty, I might actually order the book and dig into the hard copy book. But particularly on a plane or when I'm traveling, I can't tote 10 books around with me. And I might get through, depending on the, the length of the plane ride, I might get through two or three books in one trip, um, depending there again on the size of the book or how long we're in the airplane. So it's a kind of a good way to make sure that I've got plenty of books to, to read for the whole trip and keep me entertained. So one of the books I've actually just started called Inner Size, and that's kind of a play on the words, right, from the word, from the book exercise. And on, this one was one I was, um, it's written by John, and I hope I'm saying this last name right, Osseroff. And what, how I got to this book is I heard him on a podcast, and I don't remember who is interviewing him, but he's talking about um, kind of the science behind unlocking our brain and the power of the brain. And, you know, that, that subject always interests me. And, and what's kind of cool is that he opens the book with a quote from Napoleon Hill. And I just talked about, I'm reading Napoleon Hill's On Your Own Mind. So two very um, similar subject books, obviously written very different and different authors in different centuries, but um, kind of the same concept. And that's something that I love because we all know of things that we should do or shouldn't do that we haven't or have not acted on, right? The lack of knowledge is often not what's holding us back. It's the application. And so I kind of just get a little geeked out about things that can help us achieve our goals by leveraging the power of our mind and helping us do that. Because a lot of times we know what to do. We just haven't done it, right? So how can we cross that gap between here we are and where we want to go by changing our thought patterns, changing our behaviors, changing our beliefs, our limiting beliefs, the things that are holding us back. So anyway, I love how he starts this book with a quote from Napoleon Hill, whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. So um, to be determined on um, whether this is one of the, the best books for um, this year for 2022. But the subtitle here or the title here is Inner Size, the New Science to Unlock Your Brain's Hidden Power. So there again, um, something I'm looking forward to really digging into a little bit more. And, you know, that's always kind of cool. So, um, okay. So something else that I actually just finished up was kind of an autobiography um, called Run, run away girl. Let me make sure I had the, the title right there. Um, Carissa Phelps. And this was kind of an autobiography of someone who um, really, she had, she suffered some abuse and, and some things like that as a young, I think, I think she was 12 and some, some challenges in her family. It was kind of a broken home and um, some challenges in how she was raised and that kind of thing. And, and then she suffered the abuse and she really did not know how to deal with that. And so basically she was just running from everything. Like she quit school and, you know, ran away from school and then she would, um, run away from home. And eventually her parents just kind of gave, her mom kind of gave up on her. And then they put her in a, 
uh, juvenile detention. And then she ran away from there and she'd run away from foster care and run away from group homes. And, you know, anytime she got nervous about a situation or something that she was, you know, just not comfortable with, she'd run away. But then somebody would really offer her a great opportunity to get stable or to get, you know, kind of, um, in a stable environment and she'd run away, even though it was a great environment and she liked it there, but she didn't know how to, how to deal with the disconnect. So anyway, it was really insightful because it reminds us sometimes of the perspective of someone who goes through something um, traumatic. And so their brain is, is really wired for different survival mechanisms and so that was kind of a, a reminder of that and a really good perspective on sometimes why and how people deal with the things that happen to us. And sometimes that flight response is just so embedded and so ingrained that, that that's one we turn to over and over, but it didn't serve her well. It doesn't serve us well, right? It doesn't really solve our problems to just run away from them all the time. And so anyway, it was great to, to hear her story and how she actually, you know, eventually was able to overcome so much of that and grow herself. And now she's into the, the social work field. And um, after she, you know, went back to school and then she went to college and, um, you know, really had a passion for helping other kids like herself. So that one was great. And then one of the other last but not least books I wanted to share today, I just finished Sarah Jake's Roberts, don't settle for safe. And this was, I got a ton of really great quotes. Um, she had a lot of great quotes and wisdom in this book, and I'd never read any of her other books. I think this is one I found on Kindle Unlimited. And so, oh, and I'm loving Kindle Unlimited because I have just access to so many books. Between that and Amazon Prime, I am downloading like crazy here lately. Um, just some really great titles. And so this one was maybe one on Kindle Unlimited. And but I really got a lot of great nuggets. And, you know, just some really powerful um, points in this book where she, you know, is encouraging people not to settle for playing it safe in life. But she's got some great insights on um, boundaries with respect to other people, and how sometimes we get too comfortable with ourselves in our situation because it's safe perhaps, but that holds us back ultimately um, in life. And so really good reminders there. I really enjoyed that. I, I will look for some other um, books from her for sure, because that one, I you know, I really got some great um, nuggets and I'm always looking for those nuggets, those quotes, those insights. Um, you know, those are just always there again, powerful in helping us think about things and raise that level of awareness relative to ourselves, to what's holding us back, to what's helping us move forward. Um, and that's how we learn from the greatest minds of, of people across and around the world and throughout time and throughout history, right? We have access to so much knowledge and the wisdom of so many people who've come before us and, and are doing amazing things. And that can help shortcut our journey. So there again, back to my advocating for finding yourself and creating yourself a personal growth plan based around the books that you read. And, uh, maybe you'll check out some of these. I really enjoyed these and, uh, Look forward to sharing with you at the end of the year when I do the full episode on the books uh, for 2022. Until next time. Start increasing your influence and maximizing your potential with Rhea's audiobooks. Available at audible.com, amazon.com, and iBooks.
please visit RiaStory.com to learn about Ria's books, resources, speaking, and training programs. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.